Hey guys, welcome back to the post show. Uh, this week we talked Vivi, um, more specifically uh, episode 9, which both Dave and I gushed over. Uh, the amazing animation and everything that the show has offered us, offered to us so far. Uh, we talk James Bond and Daniel Craig and kind of where he's at with the franchise. Uh, we talk about the new casting reveal for uh, Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, and we talk about uh, Demon Slayer Season 2, more specifically the uh, prequel to the sequel in uh, the Rengoku episode in the uh, the first part of the Mugen Train arc that they've broken down uh, into episodes from the movie. So uh, anyways, thanks, thanks for listening guys um, we'll see you back uh, next friday for another post show and uh, if you haven't already you guys should check out our uh, paprika movie review we did we had a ton of fun uh these movie nights the it's the first one we've done and we're really looking forward to uh the the three three remainders that are coming down the pipe so check out for those but anyways like i said have a good weekend thanks for listening bye oh hey grant hey dave how's it going there fella oh, pretty good pretty good we just wrapped up the Paprika podcast. Just gave Paprika. that a little review. Mm, that was we fun. both uh, gave it a 1 to 10 uh, rating, and it was highly contested. Let me tell you, we've never mm. argued so much on a podcast. <laughs> but if you guys want to hear that, you'll have to go listen to Paprika. Um, man, what a blast doing these anime reviews, or the mm-hmm. movie reviews. We're only one in. One of four. I'm fun. One yeah. of four. Speaking of which... We could probably drop the news of what the next movie is going to be. Yes, sir. Yes, coming sir. in. It's coming in a you know what a couple weeks. So hold on to your butts. Yeah. But you know, newest movie on our list. Yeah, anticipation is is just as good as the deed itself. The deed in this in this moment being the movie. Your name. Your name. Your name. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I'm uh, excited about all of them. But this yeah. is this is the one when. It was breaking all the records. Mm-hmm. There, the the talk was everywhere on it. You know, I was like, I, I genuinely felt like I was missing out. Yeah, I feel that at the time. You know, and it was. I remember like for, for the longest time, you could only see it in the theaters, and I was like, where, where does one see anime in a theater? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just. It's kind of the weird for a long time. Canada was kind of left out. Yeah, even like you know Ottawa being a bigger city. Mm-hmm. It was oddly left out in a lot of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, it's uh, also like probably the most modern-looking animation um, that we're going to see because a lot of it is digitally drawn mm. um, out of the movies that we've selected. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see because you know I saw the trailer a while back and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I haven't seen an anime like this, mm. just because of. Like, just the art style is, is very, very modern, so I'm very excited to check that out. But, man, we started strong with Paprika. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's some good shit. Your mm-hmm. name has a, has a competitive bar to hit, but I think um, we picked the right movies. So I agree. That should be fun. All right, now, to business. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded the last episode of the post show just with scheduling and stuff like not long ago. So we mm. may not have a ton, but one or two specific things. I've watched a couple of things and there's been some fun news that we can get to. Um, I'm thinking maybe we start with Demon Slayer. Okay. Can I can I counter that? Because Absolutely. We're obviously gonna talk with Demon Slayer, but the, I have I watched something this morning. I watched episode nine. A Vivi, <laughs> dude. This, this morning, dude. I watched it just before this podcast. <laughs> okay, Dave. I have been like shaking like a shitty little dog all day. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. You know, it's podcast night, so it's Dave. I have never, and you know, this is gonna sound. I'm I'm the king of you know hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I get so excited, I get hyped. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta lean back from the mic. Mm-hmm. No, no exaggeration. I have never seen an action sequence in <laughs> anime so fucking fluid mm-hmm. and bombastic and aggressive when it needs to be. And 
the, oh, like the shot there would be like it almost looked like a hand painted of Vivi's face close up like close up and then uh, the doctor like rips her hair like pulls her by her hair and like slams her down oh like, yeah like the yeah. transition from like an like a, a hand drawn art style back to like the you know the, the regular animation fighting animation style dude I was blown away I was watching it like six o'clock in the morning and I was like what the f- actual fuck is going on right better now better not like, have been on your smartphone no one on the TV but oh, like boy. yeah I actually got up and sat so I didn't have to turn it off and I could hear it better didn't want to nice. wake anyone up oh my god but yeah You're I am angel. Vivi what, what a what a blast of an episode holy shit yeah so that's funny we're caught up so yeah man you you mentioned one thing that I've really noticed they're really really good at in this uh, in this show and they they find a way to do these shots of characters like in lighting with a facial expression mm. and they're like these still shots um but you know with music over them and it doesn't feel corny and it doesn't feel lazy it's really weird like they've done that with vivi so many times mm. in these nine episodes and it works every single time like it's just like regular anime regular it's, it's better than regular but you know it's like mm-hmm. normal 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 amazing normal yeah. like it flows really really well the transitions are the tra- yeah yeah also um this you know episode nine and spoilers ahead for all of vivi up to episode nine um vivi fluoride's eye song if you didn't key in on that um they so this episode was great it had really really great action i loved all of the combat scenes but i think i might and this is all. This is definitely going to be one I have to do a rewatch of. The character um, development. Uh, the whole show. Oh, okay. all of it. Oh. Um, but I think I may have liked episode six even more. So that's what I wanted to ask you. You said there was a moment that like you were just shocked that they did. So what specifically was the moment that like kind of blew you away? I don't know if it was moment so much as it was the action yeah, of uh, the back half of episode six. It's the first time Matsumoto turns into a car, <laughs> like he turns into oh. a motorcycle for her. And oh, they destroy... oh, you're talking about the, um, the 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 island episode. Yeah, yeah, and they destroy oh, the yeah. island. Yeah, and they, you know the music. It's Vivi's music. Grace, going... that's the that's the AI's name, eh? Yeah, yeah, and that was unbelievable. Yeah, it, you know she punches like a hole through her chest at the end. The shot of her standing there, and you think there's going to be like some. Mo- like talking that that was the moment i thought it's actually a standout as well yeah you think there's going to be about like a monologue or they're about to communicate with one another and then like a flash of lightning she's like lunged you don't even see her really yeah. get to there you see her like slamming through her chest yeah <laughs> it's it, very ghost in the shell this show yes, by the way yes yeah. and there's like a like an amazing like just this funny i laughed out loud at it where you know like character development is good in this show and and how they're doing it with vivi is very interesting um especially now that we're up to episode nine because you lost vivi for a couple episodes Mm. right and she was just diva for a little while there um so the character development sort of paused but you have to learn to like this new personality of the same character it's very weird but Mm -hmm. back in episode six there's just this funny moment between the two of them where matsumoto and the voice acting by the way on that guy Oh my goodness. Um, but the he's like, it would be inadvisable to accelerate any faster. Like, very typical AI speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, accelerate, motherfucker! He, and that was the other thing in episode 9 that was exceptional, is like his moment. Because, you know, they kind of teed up like this other... They've done a really good job with all the sisters. Like, yes. the, like the lineage of sisters. Which is kind of like loose can like it's obviously canon because it's in the show, but they don't they don't beat you over the head over the fact that there's like a line of these AIs that are yeah. all closely associated. Yeah, they kind of just throw a reference when they need to, and it's kind of like, oh yes, that is a thing they set up or whatever. But they tee up this Antonio AI. Yeah, did you like that? So, at first, I didn't get in the reveal that like you know um, Ophelia or Antonio was Ophelia. He had taken over her. Yes, but then. You know, when I was watching, you know, when the moment is revealed that he was, like, pushing his mission over hers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, call it what it is. Maybe it's a little heavy-handed to try and set the message for, like, the rest of the narrative. But just seeing, like, Mats- Matsumoto's, like, genuine, oh, shit, that's what I'm doing. 
Yeah. And he was like, maybe I gotta, like, fucking ease up on that. And I thought that was, like, again, the character development for Matsumoto in this episode alone. Because you can tell right off the bat when he realizes it's not Vivi he's talking to, it's Diva. Yeah. Like he's he's just, like, you know, like, the, the whole, like, cat and mouse they have for majority of the episode. Or I think that even might, might be episode eight. Like when he comes back and then yeah. they're kind of chasing after each other, and she's trying to be like, "How do you know me? Who is Vivian?" Yeah, but yeah. I think the way they cap off episode nine, just and also too the ending, the two of them, like there's the silhouette of Diva and the silhouette of Vivi in I think they call it the archive. Yeah, it's or, this. I think it's a metaphor for her subconscious, or it's yeah. like a construct within her programming. Yeah, but she's and able just, to communicate and and do stuff there. Yeah. You know, and like Vivi's on the other side of the yeah. door. She's literally in a broom closet. Yeah. You know, she's like sulking. She's like leaning against the door. I think she has the line of like, I don't understand. Yeah. And it's like, none of us do. You know, that <laughs> being human. But um, another thing too, again, I, I didn't notice this for myself. I read this online. But apparently at the end of episode six, um, the moment where, you know, post her, you know, killing Grace and going to the, the, uh, the church to go see the doctor... Um, you know, and then obviously like, you know, and here's like a, a little bit of shade on Tokyo Avengers. This is how you effectively use a gun in, in a scene. Like, you know, obviously like he committed suicide, you know, it was a very heavy moment, but like the gun scared the shit out of me when I watched that, you know, it's yeah. like very good sound design in the show as well. Like pretty much majority of this season or, you know, the show we've been watching, but there's the moment where she has Grace's blood on her hand that's not damaged it's human still human looking this is end of episode six right the end, yeah the end yeah. of episode six then on her left hand it's like damaged and you can see like the robot parts yeah and then, like the human blood is on it yeah i never noticed that someone pointed that out it was like oh shit but yeah. uh also i had completely missed the whole virus thing that like led to vivi being kind of like hidden away yeah I, I guess that i i completely missed that at the end of episode six okay so yeah, I have two questions. I haven't been reading online yet um, for, for this one, just because I've been watching it, like, right before bed, mm-hmm. which also doesn't help for remembering sometimes when you only sure. watch it, like, a you know one episode a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, two, yeah, okay, so that was one question, is because they allude to that, right, in episodes seven and eight, or maybe eight and nine, uh, Vivi going away. Mm-hmm. And I figured, okay, I was like, you know, the trauma of seeing that guy blow his brains out... And then something happened, but I couldn't exactly remember what. So is that what happens at the end of episode six? She is infiltrated by a virus, and it sort of, like, forces a soft reboot, and, like... Yeah, I think, I believe that's what happened. Okay, so she I don't gets know if that's of, from. Yeah. I don't know if that's from her doing that to Grace, or if she was in a state of shock after that, him killing himself, and then someone did a reboot on her. Okay, so some kind of uh, mix of those things. And then, yeah. you know... And then, of course, at the end of episode nine, like the inverse happens, right? Um, she's infected by the what is it, the doctor guy? Yeah, what a dick! Right at the end, eh? And then, <laughs> and then, so now, then Diva is blown away. Yeah. And now Vivi will come back. And uh, what is this? Twelve episodes? Thirteen? Fourteen. Fourteen. So we've got four or five left. Um, okay. And then this this question I feel bad about because I. I was just watching. You ever? This ever happened to you? Where you just have such a big question in anime, mm. and you're like, "Fuck!" Like, I don't know if I can watch this episode, and like, have context unless I have this question answered. But I don't know if I, I don't have time to stop, and I don't want to stop and go sure. back and try yeah. and figure it out. I I know that the doctor was familiar, but what the fuck was up with him? Like, where, where does he okay. come from? Dave, what happened I was, there? I was in the exact same spot. I think, is that the same dude... That she saved a couple times? Because he was the old... Like, he was... There's the one she saved in the building in the beginning. Yeah. Like, the with, first episode. He was with Toke, right? That, yes. That, and that's a group. Like, the terrorist group. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. he, is he also the guy that... I think when there's the showdown... Is the ship called Sunrise? When it was in space? Yes, yeah, yeah. The one that crashes. He's older, and then he saves them. Or she, they save him, and like he, I think they're trying to get away, and he shoots one of the the robots, and he lets them go. Is that supposed to be him older? But this is who we see in episode nine is a the younger version. I think he's just an AI yeah, with a mind, says, his ascensions put into him. Yeah, okay, because he, okay, so I, I I had the first two pieces. Like I knew she saved him in the beginning, and I yeah. I was aware that he was on the sunrise, 
um, and he recognizes Fifi, right? Yes. Back then, but then in this instance, like he's he doesn't seem human at all. He and he even says, "I infiltrated this body." So Matsumoto makes a line after they beat him that he is he is the first bridge, true bridge between humans and AI. So I think that's alluding to the fact that he's like a, a human conscience inputted into like or he is just an ai like designed to be like that person and chose that body fittingly i don't know okay it's, okay yeah, yeah that a, was odd there's a lot of what ifs i have a suspicion this is going to be explained in one to two more yeah because he's been reused almost every other episode yeah he keeps in some fashion up. so and, there's it'd be weird if he doesn't again okay all right okay but i'm glad that like that wasn't uber clear to you either um I honestly couldn't care because the fight scene was so fucking insane. Oh, the fight scene was unbelievable. I, 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 like, no exaggeration. And you watched it, so you know. You, you can attest to it. Like, I was blown away by how smooth it looked. Like, it was just, it was insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, man, every time I... It's uh, it's kind of like... And I, I'm, I'm really feeling this in my, in my old age. Um, like, when you have a good thing that is uh, finite... You want to pace yourself so that mm-hmm. you enjoy it. Yeah. And, like, I have developed such a sweet tooth, like, in like in real life, mm-hmm. for, like, chocolate and whatnot. Okay. That I have to put myself on, like, a budget. Mm. Like, and I don't, you know, like, I've always been semi-conscious of, like, my diet. But, like, I, if I have candy in the house, I'm like, okay, I get two cookies a day <laughs> until this box is gone. Mm. And then, like, what, you know, every now and then something happens... And I just, I just lose, I lose control. You know what I mean? And it's not a pretty sight. Um, there are certain shows out there that you just devour. Yes. And you're almost like, God damn, I'm, I'm upset it's over. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Sonny Boy, I'm so glad we got to watch week to week. Sure. Um, because you were forced to wait and digest and evaluate. We, you, got, you and I got to talk about it, you know, on the way. Vivi is one of those uh, shows where I'm like, okay, one a week, you know, keep a cadence with the post show or a couple a week or whatever. But like when I rewatch this, the same like when I'm going to rewatch Sunny Boy or Attack on Titan or like I've done with Demon Slayer season one, like I'm going to blow through it. Like I'm just going <laughs> to swallow it whole kind of thing. You know what I mean? I find for me the formula that's working with Vivi is it's two episodes at a time every mm. couple, every other every other couple days. I like to space it out, but I think because this, you know, and you don't see this very often, like there's, I think so far there's like every two episodes there's an arc. I think the one we just finished has been the longest. It's, been it's three. like mini, mini, yeah. So it, it kind of works like, you know, you can watch that next one and it, it will wrap up the story that you were just introduced to. You know, it's the same yeah. characters, new scenario. I like, I, I really like the usage of time in this. Yeah, you know, it's funny because they could that could be clumsy. You can easily fuck that up when you're yeah. when you're jumping decades. Um but they have a they have brilliant plot devices to do that, right? They have two AIs that don't age and that go to sleep uh in and out and uh yeah, it's uh it's it, it works really really well. Also, the OP. Unbelievable. <laughs> it just <laughs> it has been stuck in my head. For like three days. There, there's something. Da, 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 da. As, there's so something good. so weird about, and it, I, you know, I, I think it's a, it's, it's meant to be this way, um, but just the translation to and from. Uh, to English, and like sometimes they actually sing in English. It's mm. so weird. As you like my pleasure, like it's weird how sometimes the translation just doesn't make sense. Sure. Or it makes sense, but it's not, like, normal sentence structure. There's something weird about uh, OPs uh, mm. that do that. But, but yeah, I'm banging to it every single time. Also, um, fit, you know, fits well. Apparently, this is an atrocious translation for the sub. What do you mean? Apparently, it is not good. Like, oh, really? funima- like Funimation. Because it's a Funimation exclusive. And I guess they have done a very poor job. Um, I was reading, I think it was during episode 8... I was just you know, reading like the episode, like you know what people had talked about like four or five months ago when it was when it was week to week, mm-hmm. and one guy broke it down and he had pointed out. I guess there's like a group of people online that are making an effort to like do the actually accurate um, 
sub subtitles for, yeah. for this because I guess Funimations is just bad. Like they get so many things wrong. I guess there's the the most problem they've had is um, is it turns a phrase like an expression. Oh yeah. And I guess what they've been doing is just completely misses the mark of what the message is actually supposed to be. Interesting. So the I'll, I'll send that to you. But there was one within one episode. There was like three or four phrases or expressions used. And completely missed the mark and what they should have been and how that fit into the story in that episode. Like there was a line, there was the one that I remember, it sticks out, I can't remember which episode is in, it's within the 789 run mm-hmm. of uh, something about you, f- or you feed them a fish. There's a line about feeding a fish to someone. Uh-huh. And in the context, it doesn't make any sense, but it's, it's, it's a, what it's meant to be is how people are used. You know, you, you you know you use someone until you can, and then you move on when you find someone someone pretty or something like that. Like you use them until like your usage of them is done, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I found that so fascinating. I was like, oh, that does kind of make use of the story because has to do with like Ophelia and Antonio using her for the need, and then he's really trying to do his goal, sure. kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's Massimoto line in that fight when he's like kind of thrown down with Antonio yeah. in, in the arena. But um, but within that one episode, I guess it would have been episode nine. Um, there's like four or five expressions that were just completely off the mark. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've yeah, heard, yeah. Uh, I've seen and or heard some people trash Funimation. Um, and like they'll even have vastly different ones between like what Crunchyroll has for certain shows. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard of something like that. And I can't think of any examples, but, but that is hmm. interesting to know. I wonder what kind of copy I've got. Um, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm really, really enjoying Vivi. It's one of those things, man, like, I'm so glad, you know, I actually, I already had it queued up Mm -hmm. on my end um, when you told me that you download or that you watched it, but I, that was the push that I needed to to watch it. Sometimes that's all you need. You just need a little endorsement, you know, but (laughs) like, it's just so weird. Like, it's such a weird show. This is so unlike, I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm expecting because I guess just anime is so weird sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. it's such a fun recipe for something new and something I not I would not try on my own. Original anime, not based on a manga. Studio mm-hmm. Wit about mm-hmm. an AI sent backwards in time, and the the show is named after the fact that she sings, and the fact that she sings is like front and center in every episode. Like it's that does not sound like something I'm into. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's incredible. It's so good. So here's a sad little transition. Did you see the article this week about Wit Studio? I saw that they had a not profitable fiscal year. No, they are hemorrhaging money. Yeah, and that's. I just got really nervous because <laughs> yeah. apparently, and again, the consensus on this is that they've been making an effort to go for original original pro- or properties. Yeah. Making their own stories. They're not... Because, you know, that's the big thing. People want to adapt stuff because it's a known quantity with the manga. They can yeah. equate sales in the manga to potential views of the anime. Yeah. But when you try and do your original own thing, there's no guarantee, right? It's clearly more riskier. So yeah, I think absolutely. that's just kind of what they're... You know, it's... I don't know. It's... God, God bless them, man. Like, I think they're genuinely my favorite studio. They've got uh, a lot of insanely, insanely strong, con- consistent work. Um, this one is consistent. Attack on Titan was very consistent. I'm sure you know. There's always ex- uh, exceptions and all that, but but they they've made some really top notch stuff. They have another show coming out in a couple weeks uh, called The Ranking of Kings. Mm. Um, not sure what it's about, but they're attached. So I'm gonna give it a give it a watch. So if. if- <laughs> Have you ever seen or heard of B Stars? Yeah, oh yeah, it's all over Netflix. Yeah. Netflix I mean, really wants me to watch it, I'll tell yeah, you that much. Yeah, they're serving that to me right now. Yeah. So neither of us have? No, I, I, apparently it's really good, but yeah. I think it's it's just super horny. Of course. And But I think not in like a... I think it's like a big part of the story. Like it's about... Like I think they're all teen... <laughs> I, think, I think they're all like teenagers. Yeah, right. And I think, you know hormones and all that and sure. i don't know relationships i think it's like a i don't know like i can't say but like yeah. i know it's super popular have you watched but, squid games yet no not yet me neither i just we said we said netflix and 
Obviously, I did. I did get that one. Uh, I, I am gonna watch it. So I'd like to. Yeah, we'll talk about it here when we do. Yeah. Um. Okay. Quick break for news. Hmm. Um. This isn't news, but I'm so excited for this Bond movie. I am too. You gonna I see was, it? You were in town. We should have taken the opportunity to make that work. When did it come out? Uh, it came out this past Friday. Oh yeah. Well, I was in town for like less than 24 hours well um it work. <laughs> but no we i don't think i had you know 13 things it's okay dinner. it's okay dave you're a horrible person so. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of turkey that i ate in a 36 hour period would well it would it would upset the vegetarian community hmm. um yeah so that's news us being excited for the bond movie i i think like i would want i should have done this earlier i should have rewatched all of them Oof, that's a slog. That's but a that's lot of a movie. Slog. That is a lot of movie. And, like, I, I just read an interview, because Daniel Craig's obviously fully on the press circuit right now. Sure. He's an interesting guy. I don't think I've actually ever seen, like, an interview of him before. Oh, he's, dude, he's crotchety. Oh, really? Like, oh, he does not like the media. And, like, he's not shy about it a lot of the time. Hmm. Um, it's very interesting. I kind of like that. I mean, I don't like it if you're rude. Um, but I think like he just see uh, it's it's funny when you get a Hollywood star that is like feels like they behave as though they're being inconvenienced by the fandom. Mm. <laughs> He's like enough with this, you know what I mean? Like like he it even like plays off in some of his things. Like he does like in, he did that Wired autocomplete interview thing, and at the end like any statements as the last time you're gonna be Bond. He's like no. Like, and it's not a bit. He's like, no, I don't have any fucking... Like, I just answered 20 questions. Yeah. I did... I did... The one thing I did know about him is he was very much done with Bond, like, years ago. And there was the whole, you know... Spectre debacle. The interview well, on the was, press circuit. There was that, and then there was also, like... I remember... I vaguely remember him like he had one left in a contract and he yeah. was like I don't, I don't want to do that and like they were ready to go toe-to-toe on that one mm-hmm. and then he chose to do it and then it was finally over he did all the press and then covid hit yeah and he had to like sit on that for two more years and then jump back in like he was so like mentally probably disassociated from, oh, from yeah. everything and then he had to jump right back in he seems to be like taking... poor guy he's a multi-millionaire yeah come on. <laughs> but, i mean they still he seems to be doing, uh, you know, it's it's always hard, hard to tell, like, if you buy anything anyone says on a promotional tour where they, ha- sure. they have a literal vested interest in, in uh, selling you the movie. But, you know, he seems to keep reiterating, I didn't want to go out on Spectre. You know, I felt like we had um, a little bit of unfinished business. And obviously, and he, but he, he does... Uh, keep bringing up i know like i said some things after the last movie but i was exhausted you know at all these issues i'd hurt was myself. it not good i didn't, that's the one i haven't seen i'm so i'm gonna rewatch it um it seems like uh it kept up the tradition of like this particular bond run the one of the main thoughts i've had and i've seen echoed elsewhere is it's kind of TikTok, like good bad good bad or like okay. good so so good so so if Casino Royale is great, Quantum of Solace is not. Mm. And if Skyfall is great, then Spectre was not. But Spectre wasn't bad. I just read an interview before this podcast of Daniel Craig straight up being like, Quantum of Solace was a literal shit show. Well, I, I remember that was during the writer, a writer's strike. Yeah. So I think so that's... So it was kind of like a mishmash of people. Exactly. Is, is, is Spectre the one with Rami Malek? No, that's this one. No Time oh, to Die. This the one. one that's coming out Friday. Yeah. Or well, the last week. Who's the villain in Inspector? Uh, who's the doctor in Django? Uh, oh, Christoph uh, Waltz. Christoph Waltz. He... Oh, he wasn't the villain in. Oh, uh, Javier Bardem was in Skyfall. Yes. Ah, okay. Got Javier it. Bardem is Skyfall. Christoph Waltz is Spectre, and I believe he returns in No Time to Die. But Rami Malek is the main villain in No Time to Die. Maybe I have seen Spectre because I have seen Christoph Waltz. It's. It was okay. It's funny because it's like, hmm. it, it feels so mean to say, oh, it was okay, you know, knowing like the thousands of man hours that go into it and like the injuries and the set pieces and the amount of effort. But at the end of the day, if you walk out and you're like, yeah, you know, 
I don't know. I, I haven't watched that one since it came out. I'm absolutely going to watch it again. Hmm. Um, because I believe a lot more often, more than usual, characters are reused from that movie to this one. Oh. Um, like he, hmm. like the, there's a, there's an intentional continuation from Spectre into No Time to Die. So you, I would recommend that you definitely rewatch Spectre before you go see No Time to Die because they use like several, several characters from it. Okay. Good to know. And the relationships, I believe, are supposed to be important. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm I'm very very interested to see that. The more I uh, think about this round of Bond films, though, the more I think about how great Casino Royale was. Yeah, really good shit. Le Chief, the best. Le Chief, the black and white, the just like brutality that Daniel Craig brought to that role. Like, dude, watch the last Pierce Brosnan movie. They did. I've never seen any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, it's, it's like they're made on a different planet. Mm. And I was a Bond, like I grew up on the Brosnan Bond films. Oh, and, I, it's, I had the older ones. They were always on repeat. Yeah. And uh, the Connery ones and the Brosnan ones is what I grew up on. And like even then, they're very far apart, but they're much closer together than any of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Mm. Daniel Craig Bond movies are closer to like fucking taken or john wick than they are the other bond movies a lot mm. of the time it's true anyway that's uh that's uh james bond and uh we'll be back with our loose review at some point um did you see the mar the uh, mcu slash guardians 3 casting news ah oh, fuck ah fuck i don't like this guy at all i feel <laughs> And I don't, uh, you know, I don't want anybody to come for me on this. Like, you know how, like, you know, you always want to be considered, especially when you're a public figure like us, Grant. You you always want to be considerate and you don't want to make fun of any marginalized groups. You want to make light of anyone's struggles. Okay. When I look at Will Poultry's face, I feel like I can't say what it makes me feel like because I'm positive he has some some kind of severe disability. Oh my god! <laughs> That's not right there. You're going. Uh, I just, you know, it's not. Well, he's got a he's got a face for sure. But for me, the thing, he he's played like one or two like racist hick hillbillies, like uh, one too many for me that I've seen in movies, and it's just I just associate that like brand okay, with fair. him. And it's not fair, because I'm sure he is not that type of person. But, like, Leanna and I watched this movie a couple years back. I think it was called Detroit. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Who was it? It was in... Um, I've seen the poster, not the movie. So. <sighs> What's the guy's name? He was in Star Wars. The guy that gets in trouble all the time. Scotty. Um, uh, sorry? Scotty. He was in Attack on the Block. Oh, God. I don't know. Not Poe. Not o- Oscar Isaac. Um... It was Ray and this dude. He was a, he was a clone trooper, or he was a stormtrooper. Oh, dude, didn't you, did, I thought you said Star Trek, not Star Star no, Wars? No, no, Star Wars. Did I say? Oh, maybe I don't know. It's like Ray, tired. Finn, Finn, Finn. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah whatever yeah. that dude's name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um he was in that movie, and like this Will Poulter, poultry guy, whatever. Just he was terrifying on. Wait, is it Poulter? I wrote I poultry. <laughs> no, it's definitely Poulter. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Whatever. Adam Warlock is Will Poultry. I'm calling him Poultry, even when we see the movie. Chicken face. I don't know. He chicken bar. I don't know. Like, if it works, it works. Like, I'm not gonna knock it if it's awesome. But like, first reaction is like this fucking guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, we'll you know what I thought of? Uh, I, I said, I think, on a recent episode, that I and, and on many episodes that I love, I like the Comedy Central roasts. Mm. And I think James Franco was getting roasted once. And Bill Hader did one of like my favorite bits that anyone has ever done on the Comedy Central roast. And he came out in a character. And the character he came out as was President of Hollywood. Oh, the King of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the jokes he has is what I think of when I look at Will Poultry. Uh, and he goes, James, you were born with a childhood affliction known as dumb face. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part, that's, I, I'm not into the roast, but I love that clip. I love Bill Hader. 
my favorite part of that is uh, he's talking about Jonah Hill. He's like, I put this fucking guy on a poster, and I said, fucking deal with it. <laughs> no, he's talking about Seth Rogen. Is it Seth Rogen? Yeah, I thought it was Jonah Hill he's no, talking because, about. No, because they were coming at Seth Rogen because he did a movie with, was it Barbara Walters? Um, uh-huh. And he, he says, I put you on a poster, Seth, and I said to the world, deal with it. And then I put Barbara Walters up on there with you, and the world said, no. Because <laughs> I think he did some driving movie with some old lady, and it bombed. Oh, but anyway, I remember that. But I just, I love that set. I know, I know it very well. Anyway, um, I will say, in Will Poultry's defense, um, I, looked, I, lo- I looked him up after the news, and I was like, okay, he actually has matured, like his face doesn't... I, this sounds so mean. His face doesn't look as bad as it did. <laughs> but man, that guy has a weird face. Like it's it's shock. It's a shocking face. What do you want me to like it? It's distracting. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. I can't hear what he's saying because his face is so weird. Yeah. I just feel like a bully, but oh, I think oh he'll God. be fine. He's out of Morlock for Christ's sake. I'm. It's also too like I was kind of surprised like oh I guess this guy's after like however many years they tease this dude I'm like oh he's here you know it feels like eight years well by the, like are they are they even shooting Guardians three I think yet? this is what's teeing it up he's like see you guys in like a few weeks yeah so they must be getting ready to film like because like between like him getting fired and then shooting Suicide Squad and then getting rehired and covid obviously like by the time guardians 3 comes out like how it will be several years between that and guardians 2 mm-hmm. so yeah like they teed up adam warlock at the end of two three four years ago already at this point point. Hmm. and you know they're gonna have to deal with which i'm sure they already accounted for but they're gonna have to deal with the fallout of the snap and thanos and gamora being dead but not dead which is a total pain in the ass oh yeah you know, they're going to have a whole bunch of shit, which is also irritating because it, it kind of erases all of the uh, relationship development between her and Quill. Mm, sure. But, you know, sure, whatever. Sure. All right, Demon Slayer. Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, spoiler warnings for De- Demon Slayer Season 1 and obviously the yeah. movie. Wake up! And obviously Season 2, Episode 1, which just premiered, I don't even know when, this weekend? Sunday, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you haven't heard already, you know, they're doing like a six to seven episode run, which is basically going to cover the movie in episode format, but with like a bunch of new cuts and new scenes. So we'll react like casually to those. And then we'll start covering covering that show a little bit more formally when the new arc starts on December 5th. Um, But for the time being, we got an all new episode of uh, brand new content, which is basically a prelude fuck did we ever to the movie um how did you feel grantimus is one of the best episodes of demon slayer <laughs> really good eh yeah really good you know it's it's such a shame because it's like i had goosebumps the whole episode i was like this fucking guy it feels good to be back huh like yeah, in does. this world they do such a good job at establishing tone the transition for us was was perfect because we finished episode 26 of season one and then we jumped right into this first episode. Oh, that's so. Oh, yeah, because you two just finished, eh? Yeah, it was. Pre- yeah, we ended up. We would have been done a little bit sooner. Just you know, life gets busy, but it ended up working to our to our benefit. But um, yeah, uh, and I, I think going back is when you and I did the Mugen Train review uh, between the two of us. You know, I wasn't. It's not that I hated the Rengoku character. It's just. It was like, okay, but who is he? You know, we had a couple moments through the movie where we got to know him a little more. There's the stuff with the previous, you know, Flame Hashira, his dad, and and stuff like that. And we got to see his personality kind of in the moments that we had with him and got to flourish through. In 23 minutes, I felt like I genuinely knew who this guy was. Like, genuinely. And I love him. And he, you know, spoilers, he's been taken from us. And someone's going to have to pay. <laughs> you know, like, it's... Like, that uh, that fist-fighting dude from the end of this arc, like, someone's got to serve him up. Something fierce. Because... Which I think, ironically, is going to be Tomioka, the water Hashira. 
yeah. Would be my guess. Because they kind of tease in this episode. Okay, wait. Which fist fight dude are you talking about? Well, the dude that, like, gets the jump on uh, the upper... The upper uh, upper sex oh, guy oh, oh, yes. at the end of the movie. Um, again, spoilers. Ooh. You think you know, so? I think so because they kind of teed up Goya and him and Rengoku. Kind of had like maybe yeah. not a close relationship, but I think Goya, like of all the other Hashiras, he's the only one that like kind of like cared about. Him. Who's <laughs> Goya? About him. You mean Giyu? Tomioka? or Giyu? Giyu, sorry, yeah. not Goya. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I totally see what you mean. It would be nice uh, yeah. if Giyu got some retribution. It's just. You know, they've done such good world building here, and they did such a good job making, uh, is it Enmu, the upper three? I think he was upper three that killed uh, Ren Goku. Yeah. They did such a good job at making him formidable Mm -hmm. that I'd be nervous for anybody going up against him. Yeah. Um, Even even Giyu. Though it would be kind of cool, because Giyu has uh, kind of like the Levi treatment, in that he seems invincible. He's saved the day a couple times now. I wouldn't call. I would disagree with that. I don't think. I don't think any of them are invincible. They've, no, I no. think Rengoku like, was. Yeah. I think you know if you've you know people that have seen the movie, Rengoku was the shot that like made it clear that like no one is safe. No, that's and exactly he, what I mean. Like oh, watching okay, him you. get stripped down after seeming so strong mm-hmm. and seeming so like unbeatable, and then watching it all sort of crumble. Um, you know, Giyu has that same air in season one where he seems unbeatable, but like we've just watched a Hashira very much get beaten. So it makes me nervous of what would happen if Giyu like came up against Enmu, um, if history would kind of repeat itself or if he would be able to edge him out. But I, I, I what I mean to say is I don't feel safe. You no, I mean? this, the stakes have never been genuinely never been higher. Yeah. And for the show, at least. That's probably the best part of, of the movie is the takeaway is that like, you know, I wasn't sure when we were going to get an interaction with one of the upper 12 or the upper six. Mm-hmm. And then that happens, you know, albeit kind of out of nowhere in the movie. But man, that was effective because, you know, now there's like a genuine reason to kind of be nervous about them anytime any of the important characters of the show come across any of these upper six. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you know, and like the biggest standout, which I'm not sure. I have a couple ideas on the animation. This episode, beginning to end, is a ten out of ten. Beautiful. It is. Might have been cool. made for the movie and cut. So that's what I was saying. That's what I was thinking. Is is this genuinely associated with the movie? But I think this would be a huge letdown if we see, like, these episodes that were Mook and Train, you know, split up, and then we transition to season two, and there's just, like, a straight-up dip in animation. I would be... Again, one was a movie. Obviously, it's going to be, like, a higher budget to a certain extent. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, I was kind of, like, shocked at first. Like, there was a shot of, like, the train yard at one point, and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, why is that... There's no reason for that to look so good. <laughs> Even the slasher demon, the effects they use on him being so fast and mm. his running. and um, I, I wrote this down the moment I started watching it because I think one of the first scenes of this episode is the ramen shop. Yeah. And one thing that we, and we'll harp on it probably for the rest of this season, is one thing that separated Demon Slayer even years ago when it debuted was its amazing use of 3D and CGI effects. Mm. Um, smoke, water, whatever, you, you know, all that stuff, overlays, dust. And in the, uh, no exception, like, they get they hit you right as you get back into the show when he's in the ramen shop eating. I felt like and, it was in a noir movie. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's smoke everywhere. You, it's like you can almost smell the food. It's, it's so cool. It was so well done. Delicious. <laughs> Dude. Be- that, that that was really really cool. I I really love th- that they kept up the delicious. Who might the callbacks like through this whole episode? Like even like the the uh, the gag of him like carting around the bento boxes. Yeah. From like area to area and delivering them, and then also like you know him taking the bentos onto the train, and you know that's how they find them. Just the smooth transition from one to the other. It's so funny too because we had just watched the last thing we saw in season one was. You know, Nosuke like headbutting the train, and like Zenitsu like scolding Tanjiro. You see it from a different perspective. 
I forgot the line, dude, just to go back when Senetsu calls Tanjiro a country bumpkin. Country bumpkin. Kills me. And it was also but, uh, cool because in on the on the Mugen train you see all the little helpers. Uh, uh, what was the uh, oh. the you know the villain that Tanjiro kills, the one that becomes the, the train lower one. Yeah, whoever that was. That you see his little the kids that help him. You see the the sick kid in the back. You see the yeah. uh, conductor looking sickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all know what's to come, but you see them from a different perspective, like kind of from Ren Goku's side of the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, one of the coolest moments in the whole episode was the um, the the flashback that that old lady has of Ren Goku's father saving her. That's yeah, Dude. chills, genuine chills. Yeah, yeah, that it's was you. pretty tight. It's eh? you, wasn't it? Like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, too. The really sad thing is, too, is he's kind of got beef with his dad, right? Yeah, he's got father issues. And um, he's just, like, flat out, like, I'll, you know, my father will be honored to hear of my meeting of you, and I'll gladly tell him, you know, you know, I can't yeah. wait to tell my father, you know, that I ran into you guys, and, like, you know he's not, it's like, hmm, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, bittersweet. Yeah. Because they make you care about him, and all they do is continue to show you what's so cool about this character but it's all with the knowledge that he doesn't get to go home Mm. and that's like what's so cool like you know not cool but bittersweet about it and kind of sad but you care right Mm -hmm. it's hard to turn that off um i don't know i thought that was uh really 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 fun that was actually one of the things i wanted to bring up and we could probably end on this but did you ever think that is it not crazy that Demon Slayer is having the success that it is for a show that's like less than two years old? Like, if you told me on paper that an anime had a strong season, so now they're doing a feature-length film, and they're doing a video game, and they're doing those things before they even do their second season, that kind of sounds as like like kind of a potential recipe for disaster. Like, jumping the shark kind of thing. But it all seems it just... to be working out for them. It all just kind of feels serendipitous, you know, like it's, it just, everything kind of fell into place and then they're taking, if there is one thing about this show that you can smell from a mile away is the marketing machine. Uh, Yeah. More, more so than other shows. Like, you know, it's, we, we love Attack on Titan, but like, I don't think Attack on Titan even does remotely the numbers Demon Slayer must do. Yeah, I, I won't you know pretend I mean? to know, but that, that I'd be curious but, to see. You know, and like I said, like I don't know either. It's just like a hunch, you know. But like it's, but Demon Slayer. The thing is too, like it's it's market. It's so funny. Leanne and I were we were in a bookstore this you know uh, a couple days ago, and you know of course because that's who we are. Now we were we took a little peek in the manga section. Of course. And Demon Slayer is straight up in the teen section. It's <laughs> plastered all over the place. And there's stuff in, like, the 16 and older... Like, so this is... Sorry, I was not teen. It was, like, pre-teen section. 12 and older. How dare they? And it was everywhere. Like, because they know exactly who they're selling to. They know who's watching it. The main people that are watching it. And then if you go over to, like, the 16 and plus section, there's stuff in there that is, like, nowhere near as, like, violent or gory or this and that comparable to demon slayer and it's kind of like tucked away so it's like i said the marketing machine is like you know strong with this one i think this is what it is i think they fucking knew what they had i think they knew it was like a draw absolute you know yeah you know head on the nail so it's do you know anything else by the studio ufo table no yeah no i i saw uh I, i saw something on reddit about Someone alluded to the fact, and, you know, I'm using Reddit as my source, so use that, you know, take that for a grain of salt. But I saw a couple people mention, like, that they just had incredibly deep pockets, and someone was saying, I hope we don't get a dip in quality. Like, they were kind of echoing, actually, what you were saying, you know, because we're going probably into a lot of movie footage now. And yeah. we're all hopeful that season two has a, you know, keeps uh, keeps up with the really sh- sh- high bar that they've set throughout season one and, and, and the movie. And someone was like, oh, yeah, like they have insane budget, you know, if, if not noticed by all the marketing and, and all this. They just did the, um, in Japan, they just did the, uh, you know, the Universal Studios, um, like roller, like theme park. Oh, yeah. The uh, Attack on Titan did the same thing a few years back, but they did the Demon Slayer themed like weekend where 
so everything cool. Demon Slayer merch, Demon Slayer themed roller coasters, etc., uh, etc. Et so, and obvi- and you know this, you sent me a thing about the video game like today, and the video game's looking slick. And the crazy thing is, like a year ago, it was not looking slick. Yeah, yeah. So it's you can tell, but but this, I think the studio that makes those, they're famous for all like the countless countless naruto games they've made oh there you go so like they're they know the genre they know but it was pretty sweet seeing you know skating nezuko yeah. fighting it looked really fluid do you play it is it is it ps5 uh, i think it's ps4 for now but i'll be able to play it yeah will you uh anime games are notorious for going on sale so i'm definitely gonna wait i'm not gonna spend full price on that yeah. but uh i if i see it dip a little bit i'll, I'll pick it up yeah that yeah interesting um anyway I'm, I'm really really excited to get into some new stuff you know i think i told you a while back i googled this and i'll have to do this again but i you know i carefully googled like what is the pacing like for the manga and the show because mm. the manga's been over for a while and I, you know it sounded like this isn't gonna be you know a my hero like this might do three four seasons um, oh so, which I like, you know, you know how I feel about that kind of stuff. I don't want to yeah. go just for the sake of going. Like I like a finite I, plot. And, finite is, I yeah. think, it tends to be our, our most favorite shows. Yeah. So yeah. we're moving. Uh, you know, we've we've had plot progression already, um, and it, you know, they. I think they saved a lot of time by having uh, Kibutsuji eliminate the lower six at the end That's of season true. one. Yeah. And we're, you know, now. I forgot how good that scene was. Oh my god, so good. So yeah. now, you know, Tendro's got to get some retribution. You watched that trailer, right? No. Oh, okay. You had sent me, like, a... There's like, a promotional video they did. It was, like, five minutes long. Yeah. It was a good recap of... But the last minute did have some season two stuff. That's what I was referring to. Th- that's what I stopped. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I want to I go in blind. As blind as I can on this. Yeah, okay. Because um, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be unavoidable. I would just like a couple moments of like just the unknown. <laughs> you yeah, know, okay. just enjoy it. Yeah, okay. So then I won't say anything further. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious how long this will go. But I'm really excited that uh, that we've got the podcast to, to carry us through. Yes, sir. All right. I think that's it for me. You got mm-hmm. anything else, good sir? I got nothing. All right, man. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If uh, you know it's your first time here, we just covered the movie Paprika, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Check that out. In the next couple of weeks, we'll drop a review of the anime classic Your Name. And then uh, the post show uh, is pretty much every Friday. So like, comment, follow, subscribe. Support the podcast on whatever social media platform uh, you like. And uh, take the appropriate social media action, uh, whichever you feel comfortable with. No pressure. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Cheers.